Hey y'all, welcome back. It's 2022, first episode of the new year. This is the Don't Mom Alone podcast, and I am your host, Heather McFadden. This is still the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, number 349, I get to bring Retha Nicole on the show. And yes, it's about Sunday planning, but her story and what she shares is so much more than that. Listen in. Because what I say all the time is just keep walking. Don't stop, even if it's down to a crawl, even if it seems like you're not making any progress with these teeny tiny steps, they are. And so just keep walking. So look at your list and go, what will help me to walk and do that? Put that on your Sunday planning list and do that so that you just keep walking. Retha gives so much help to us as moms to recognize our capacity. She gives a really, really practical way to analyze our capacity and figure out what uh, we should say yes to, what we should say no to. She also gives overwhelmed moms, whether you are a single mom, a working outside the home mom, a staying home, if whatever your life is right now that's overwhelming, Read this going to give you some really simple things to do to help feel a little better, to keep walking. And what I also love is her ideas on kind of transferring off some your responsibilities to your kids. What she gives her kids on their birthdays is going to crack you up. And you know, some of this, you're going to be like, I can't do that. I know some of you, you're going to be like, that's not for me. Great. You know yourself. You know what's going to work for you and what's not. Why I love having different guests on is presenting a variety of ways to do things. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, you are going to discern what is for you and what is not for you. But more than anything, please stick around and listen to Aretha's story. It's amazing. And if you want to hear more of her story, we have linked to another podcast she did in the show notes. You can always find those over at don'tmomalone.com. But let's get right to it. Here we go. Aretha, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Hello. How are you? Oh, man. I... I'm the most excited. I get kind of selfish about my podcast (laughs) and I invite guests on who are going to help me out. And then if anyone's listening and learn something, that's bonus. But uh, I've been so curious to learn from you. So many, we have so many mutual friends and they're always talking about your amazing skills and how you've helped them get organized and intentional. And so welcome to the show. Thank you for helping us out. Uh, And I think before we get into Sunday planning, which is the answer, um, (laughs) I'd love for you to talk for a minute to the moms and some dads that are listening about capacity as we're heading into this new year and we may be reflecting on how we've spent our time. I mean, I don't want to spend much time talking about the pandemic, but I do feel like the the fall was real tricky and that we just added all this stuff back in because we were so excited to be able to do it again. And then our bodies shut down and we're like, wait, no, I, I don't actually like this feeling of being. And I want to do this. Yeah. I have no bandwidth in, left anymore. And so as we're reflecting and thinking, what do we put back in and how do we live our days? Talk to us about this concept of capacity for moms. Yeah, I think that 
everybody works, right? So the stay-at-home mom, you work a full-time job because you're home with kids, littles and mid-sized kids and big kids, and you're doing all the things. Um, And then the moms who work outside of the home who are trying to balance work and moving up in their career possibly and staying consistent in their career. And then there are the people, the moms in the middle who work from home, which a lot of moms had to do that in the pandemic. And listen, we're entering season three of this pandemic. Okay. okay? So okay. just buckle up. I mean, what we thought was happening and what's truly happening. I say all the time that 2021 showed up as the twin sister of 2020. Like we were like, oh, you look familiar, <laughs> but maybe is, is it your nose? Is that what the difference is? Yeah, like, yeah. it's just so weird because so much of that was the same. And then there was some difference. And so when you think about, I I don't think that most people do think about capacity. I do a ton because of my work and I try to help people think of it. That's really where you look at your plate. So let's get a little exercise here. Now, if you're listening to this and you're walking or doing something else, it's totally fine. Listen, it's replayable. You can come back because I do want you to really do this. So Heather, you'll do this later, but you get a piece of paper and you draw a circle on it. Nothing fancy. Listen, we're not artists. Um, and you, you just draw a protractor or whatever. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah, thing from that Your class. circle doesn't even okay. have to be truly well done. Okay, okay. But that's your plate. And so what I want you to put on there is everything you're responsible for. Hmm. Look at your plate and put everything on there that you're responsible for. And that's personal and professional. So it doesn't matter what mom you are in the group that we just talked about, personal, professional, right? Everything you're responsible for. Then before you <laughs> feeling overwhelmed, because I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you think, oh yeah, let me write this and this. Okay. I'm done. Nope. Now I want you to think of the things that you do monthly. Like maybe you're on a committee. They only meet once a month. You're a small group. Think of that. Then I want you to think quarterly. Again, maybe you're on a board or something and they don't meet often. So you wouldn't think of that in your first run. Think of that. Then I want you to look in your home and go, I probably wrote my kids on there, but (laughs) what about them adds to my capacity? Are they in a sport? Are they doing some dance? Do they write that on there? And then look at that person that you're married to, if you're married and go, what does he do? Like, how does he, how am I responsible for him? Because I know you think he's grown and you're not really responsible for him, but there are things that he asks of you ever so oftenly (laughs) that you would be responsible for. Okay. And so you'd write that on there. And then you look at that paper and you go, oh, Am I over capacity? Are things spilling out of my plate? Did I have to write some stuff really small to get it on this plate? Am I over capacity? Am I right at the top? Like if you fill a glass with water, is it right at the top? Or am I under? Now, before you've already answered, right? You're going to over at the top or under. Now, this is the fun part. Now I want you to give that to somebody you trust. Send your plate to a friend, 
that's your person because this is where the accountability comes in. You send that picture or you meet him for lunch and hand it to him and say, is this, do you think that this is all that I should add? Because they know you, right? And yeah. so you think you know yourself and then they know you better. And then they may tell you some other stuff and then you go, okay, great. Now you're done. And mm. listen, your your person can be your best friend. It could also be your husband. Um, it could be a close coworker, but if you want to be real, give it to somebody who really could help you. And then you take it back and you look at it and you answer again, am I over, am I under, or am I right at it? And when you look at that, you go, oh, this is, I'm entering a season of no. Hmm. I, I need to say no to some things until I can take some things off. Some of my clients have even done this exercise and given it back to me or showed it to me with a different colored pen. They wrote expiration dates on some stuff Okay, because this is going to end. Like Johnny will stop playing basketball in February. So all of this big chunk will come off and you can do that color coded out. But you need to know if you're in a season of no, if you're in a season of I got to wait till some things come off of here to say yes, but I can say yes. Or if you're in this season of, yeah, this is a good time for us to do something extra. So here's why you do that. Because we're in the new year. And so for some people, the new year is like fresh. I just want to be excited about this time and do these things. And so in order to be honest with yourself and not be overwhelmed by February, not be screaming your head off by March. You really look at your capacity and go, this is what we can handle. Mm -hmm. And it's even important to have that conversation with your spouse. Say, hey, you know what? I did this exercise. Show them your plate. Don't show them your plate. It doesn't matter. But just say, I'm really at the top and I can't take on anything else. So if you're asked, can we, you know, we love the week. Can we do this? The answer should be no, not right now. Let's check in again in March. And we do this once a quarter. Wow. We check your capacity once a quarter. That's how you lessen seasons of overwhelm. Hmm. Because as moms, we spend a lot of seasons in overwhelm and we don't have to. Yeah. And I tell gals that overwhelm on the emotion chart is really fear. And I think the fear comes in because. We've said yes to so many things and we know our limitations. And so our fear is we're going to disappoint or we're going to fail or we're going to, you know, be judged or whatever. And it's because we know we, we aren't enough to do all the things we've committed to. Y'all remember listening to my episode on learning about my colors and my style. And that was, you know, the best part of my 2021 is really just owning me owning how I spend my time, how my body is made. And I want to help you do the same. I want to tell you about a great sponsor. And you may have heard about them before, but just listen because they're offering something new. It's Stitch Fix and they have you covered. No more subscriptions. This is their Stitch Fix freestyle. It's a shop that's built just for you. So you go and you take a quiz and you're going to find 
what's going to fit for your body, your interests, your likes, your specific style. And maybe you're looking for a certain brand you love or you want to try a new one. With Stitch Fix Freestyle, you can shop over a thousand brands, styles personalized to your size and fit. Whether you're working out or you need stuff for work or lounging around the house or maybe a night on the town, yes, Stitch Fix Freestyle has clothes for any occasion. Whatever is on your plate, like Rita talks about. Plus, like I said, there's no subscription required and they offer free shipping, returns, and exchanges. So get started today. Fill out your style quiz at stitchfix.com slash DMA for Don't Mom Alone. That's stitchfix.com slash DMA to try Stitch Fix Freestyle. Stitchfix.com slash DMA. I want to talk a little bit, how does mom guilt fit into that? Because I can imagine for some gals, there is a plate, maybe in a season where there's caring for parents, or it is more of their work is requiring of them or a child with special needs or something. And then they feel guilt that they can't say yes to the opportunities to serve at their kid's school or a ministry at church that's asking them to help. And they want to do those things. And yet this isn't the time but they're feeling, they're feeling bad. Like they did something wrong because they can't do those things. Yeah. I think that mom guilt comes in a lot for us. And listen, if you do not know me, I am a mother of three. I have three boys. How old are they? They are 17, 15 and nine. He just turned nine Monday. Um, so they're 17, 15 and nine. So I get the mom guilt. I've had it. Um, I'm free now. Let me tell you the things I'm free from. I'm okay. free from room mom responsibilities. I'm good there. I don't ever have to be one ever in life. I'm free of that guilt. Um, that's not my ministry and I'm okay with that. Um, but I did feel guilty for a while about that, right? Like I should, I should be the room mom. Why? When there's 20 other people and that is somebody's ministry. So why are you trying to do that? Yeah. I am not the craft mom. It's not my ministry. So why am I feel bad about that? But I think that mom guilt comes in for two reasons. One, because we do not identify who we are. We keep trying to be who Heather is, who Sarah is, who Megan is. You, you're not that. Be you. So <laughs> your brand, first, your I, mom brand, yeah. you know, to know your brand, yeah. what your things are and own it. Yeah. I'm not the craft mom. I'm not the room mom. You know who I am? I am the mom who will probably pick your kid up from wherever I can carpool like the best of them. That's because you're organized and reliable. I bet. I bet you're organized and reliable. You say you're going to do it. You're going to do it. I have left people's children at school. So don't ask me. Okay. Yeah. See, so you're not the car. No, I'm well, you know what I mean? I'm it's so, it makes me feel good when people ask. And so I really am learning to be more responsible, but decades I have not been asked because (laughs) that's not my brand. No. Mm -mm. So I think that's one, right? Yeah. You won't fully embrace who you are. You don't know who you are because you haven't asked yourself the questions and you won't fully embrace who you are. Mm. And then the second reason that you have mom guilt is because you believe they care. Here's a freedom moment for you. They don't. 
Who is they? Kids don't care. We give they Those so much power. The kids yeah. are the people. <laughs> like, who do we think? I feel like we think the other moms are judging. I've had that. I've actually had moms say, oh, not enough people volunteer at the school. I, and then they get kind of, I don't know, it becomes a whole thing. So they are judging. But if that's how they want to spend their energy, that's yeah, not on me. But put the that on their plate. Most, put that on their plate. They put judging other moms. Say, yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason that they, those moms feel like they can say that is because no one, no other moms address them in a way to get them to understand. So when moms that I live in a area where that elementary school is, it is nothing nice with these moms. I, but okay, listen, <laughs> I, when I was at the open house and they were asking for volunteers for this, this, and this, and this, and this. And then one of the moms looked at me and like pointed it, looked at me and was like, what are you volunteering for? I said, nothing. I'm not volunteering for anything. I said, what I can do is I can make any spreadsheet you want. I can organize it and get it all committed up. I can um, get it delivered here with no problem. But in this season of my life, I can help you financially and organizationally, but not with me as a person doing anything here. And she said, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does, Becky, because I just told you who I was. I was not rude about it. And I told you how I can help. Just tell them how you yeah. are helpful. Yeah, and I think that's really it wise. It may be a season when you're not helpful at all. And you can just say in this season, my job or my home life or my parents are taking all of my time. And the most I can do is donate to the cause. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. I think no one's Freedom. honest because we have the fear, the continuous fear of being judged, but they can't judge if you just tell them. Well, and they can judge. And that's when they want to, if they want to take up their plate space with judging, that's on them. You can't control that. It's not your responsibility. Their response is not your responsibility. But I think even on the plate, there is so much that I add to the plate that people aren't even thinking. And I make it harder and I add to it with people, with all these false narratives that I've added to the plate. So their response is not your responsibility. Don't put that on your plate, but be really focused. I think this is really helpful. And as we're considering capacity in that way, can that lead into this weekly check-in? Tell me about Sunday planning. Yeah. Let me tell you this about capacity before we go on. One of the other things I want to say about making the plate, because somebody's listening and they're going, I can just think of it all. I don't physically need to write it on a paper and make a plate. Those are lies. So I'm just going to tell you before you even say it, that's a lie you're telling to yourself. You need to write it down. There's something about seeing all of the things because as moms, we do way more than we think that we do. And so seeing it written down and then handing it off to someone to hold you accountable and letting them see it and look back at you and go, oh, you forgot this or you didn't remember this or, oh, my gosh, Heather, you wrote a lot on there. You probably need to chill out. What can you take (laughs) off? This is the other thing I want to say. Write expiration dates on things that you can hand to hand off. 
as your children grow up, every year for my kid's birthday, I give them something from my plate that I used to do for them. So like, for instance, I no longer make lunches. I no longer do their laundry. And I'm talking not only their clothes, I'm talking their sheets, their towels. I will remind them, but I won't do it. And so this year, I'm going to tell you about Sunday planning next, but the little, he just turned nine. You know what I gave him for his birthday? His laundry. Bless him. Have a good life. That was so nice. So think of things things like that, that you can take off, right? Think of how they, because at the end of the day, we are raising people that we want to be responsible. Yet sometimes as nurturing moms, we hold so much of that responsibility until we're just too tired or we're fed up or we just can't do it anymore. And why? When we can give it as a gift every birthday. Okay. Um, wait, before you go on, cause I know moms are thinking this who have the like three, four, five, six, what are some things you gave them for their birthdays at those ages? to take off your plate? Yeah. So littles, mom of really littles, like toddlers, we learned how to pick up your toys and it was all about a bucket. So I had a Rubbermaid and every night you got to pick up all your stuff and put it in the Rubbermaid. And listen, your house is never going to be clean until they move out. So stop trying to do that. But just teaching them the responsibility of this is your stuff, pick it up. And putting it away to me comes later. I think when we want them to pick up, we want them to put away, but just buy a stupid clear Rubbermaid and put it in the middle of the floor. Let them do that because that's easier for them in that season. Then elementary school, so that kindergarten, first grade, part of Sunday plan when they were little is I would make all the dry for their lunches so that all we have to do the morning now is do the sandwich or the night before is do the sandwich. And so elementary school, happy birthday, you fix your lunch, you do all the dry. Now, you may not do good at a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, so I'll still make that, but you're probably going to get that at age seven. I'm giving that up, too. So I lunches was a big deal. And then when you say dry, what do you mean by dry? So I had a Rubbermaid, uh, like a small rectangle one in my pantry that was for lunch. So you put your chips in there, your cookies in there, your Cheez-Its or goldfish for the week, just make up five bags of those, five bags of chips, your cookies, five of that on Sunday. It'll make sense in a minute when I talk about Sunday planning, but five of that on Sunday and that's for your lunch. So everything you want in your lunch that can be done before, which is probably everything but the sandwich, it goes in that Rubbermaid. And that way, the night before, all you have to do is grab out of there and it's just much easier and make your sandwich and make your lunch. It's just much easier. So that was a gift as soon as they hit elementary school. When they were eight, I think, seven and eight, um, they got an alarm clock, $5 on Amazon or Target. The gift of waking yourself up. I'm no longer doing that. Here's what time you need to get up because here's what time you got to be downstairs to get your lunch. And here's what time the bus comes. So you figure that out, whatever time you want to wake up. But here's the time I think you should wake up. Um, But I'm giving you the gift of waking you up because you should learn that. And you shouldn't learn it too late. Like, why are we waking them up all the way through middle school and high school? That's too late in the game. They should learn that sooner 
And then we're frustrated about why they won't do it. Well, frustrate yourself. So this is the gift of everything. This is everything. I love everything about this. And I'm sure you have less stress about your 17 year old heading off because you've been equipping him to be responsible. Oh, I've never, I haven't, I have not, he's not been 10 years. He's 17. He's 10 years. He's been waking up on his own. This and is he's, everything. He was really good at working up on his own because he wants to be up before others because he doesn't want to talk. See, that's the kind of stuff that you don't know about your kids yeah. until it's too late. And you're wondering why they're beast in the morning or why they're not unfriendly because they don't like to talk in the morning and that's okay. Um, so yeah, they get up on their own. The nine-year-old has been getting up on his own for two years. His alarm clock goes off. He gets up, his clothes are out. We'll talk about that in Sunday planning. So he gets himself dressed, brushes his teeth. He knows everything to do. Um, and then laundry, they got laundry at nine. They get laundry at nine. There's, um, a very well laminated form on all the steps of how to do your own laundry. And they do it because here's the thing. Here's why moms hate laundry. We don't really care about the washing and drying. We hate the folding and putting away. So at seven, you got to fold and put away. And listen, if you come downstairs wrinkled, we got a problem because that means you did not fold and put away or you didn't hang up, or you just dumped everything in your drawer and blah, blah, blah. And that teaches them how to be presentable within themselves. If I'm getting you dressed forever and I'm picking out your clothes forever and I'm ironing them forever, then yes, you're going to be a a, like in high school and college, you're going to look a mess and you're going to be frumpy and it doesn't teach you how to be presentable. They do that at seven. At nine, they get their laundry, but at seven, they get the fold and put away. I will wash and dry but that's it. And so now I don't do anyone's laundry, but my own. This is everything. I hate laundry. I hate laundry I hate too. Laundry. My husband does the washing and drying and all the boys fold and put away. But I think we could move into the next phase now. They're old. Mine are old. They could totally do their laundry. Oh yeah. Like do your own laundry. The benefit of the laundry for me was the wear the purple shirt on Thursday. Listen, I need y'all to know. <laughs> I need y'all to know. I hate that. All the spirit days, all the spirit days. Yeah. What? Go Western day. And (laughs) thankfully, yeah. I I mean, I haven't had to deal with, I don't, our school doesn't do that except for they have living history days. So they will be random, like dress, like some character in some historical time period. And I'm like, wait, what we need to, what explorer did you get? I don't, what County of Texas? We don't do a bunch of it. We don't do a bunch of it, but we do our elementary school does a bunch of like yesterday they went on a field trip to yeah. children's theater. And so it was wear a red or green shirt. Bless it. Like what the heck? But, but when they do their why, laundry, they know where it is. They know they take ownership of their stuff. They're not saying mom, where's my X, Y, and Z. That's what I'm talking about. So yes. when you fold and put away at the age of seven, you know where this is, that is the other is. I don't know. And yeah. if you were so kind to come and ask me, I'm going to say to you, oh, I don't know. I don't do your laundry. So yeah. I, I, I say, I don't, I don't touch your stuff. Is. I don't touch your stuff. So I don't know. I don't touch yeah, it. I don't know. Maybe you're inspired by Retha and you want to do some Sunday planning. And the thought of planning out meals is overwhelming. Well, let me help you out with one of my favorite sponsors. It's HelloFresh. What I love about them is you get farm fresh, 
pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. And I'll tell you something we tried last week, and who knows if it'll stick, but I assigned each boy to be my sous chef one of the nights for dinner, and I let them pick what we ate. And so in your meal planning, maybe you could do that. Maybe you could uh, involve your kids, have them help you one of the nights. Or I know if you have little littles, that's not going to work, but get creative. What I love with HelloFresh is you can go on their website. They have over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week. So they make it easy to plan and then the food's going to get delivered right to your door. So you can choose between veggie, calorie smart, family friendly, which my boys have loved, gourmet options if you want to try something a little fancier, lots of variety, recipes like hibachi, sweet soy, bavette steak and shrimp, yum, restaurant quality meals right to your kitchen and also helps you save money because it is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality and you save over $65 a month when you order HelloFresh instead of shopping for the items at the grocery. So put it towards another 2022 goal. If you want to check it out, I've got a great deal for you. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DMA16. Use the code DMA16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash DMA16. Use the code DMA16 for up to 16 free meals. Y'all, that's like a month of food for us. That's amazing. You are going to find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. One thing our generation has figured out is there is no one-size-fits-all solution. And this is true for hair care as well. A product that is great for curls, like my husband's hair, is going to make my straight hair limp and greasy. Real greasy. So that's what I love about my personalized pros products. It's so great when they reached out to me. I immediately took the quiz. And what I loved is they're asking about you as a person, not just your hair, where you live, the environment, my eating habits, damage level, exercise, things that I have never had asked of me before when it came to my shampoo and conditioner. And they also asked me what kind of goals we had. And so they combined all that information and created a shampoo that is gonna help straighten and smooth and clarify because hello Dallas and pollution and (laughs) all the UV rays Uh, and then conditioner it's shine enhancing volume building I need that volume for real Uh, so what I love too is it's a carbon neutral certified B corporation pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, cruelty-free. They're the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've had, they'll take back the products, no questions asked. So check out Pros. It is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Literally says Heather on my bottles. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash D-M-A. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash D-M-A for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. I don't well, okay, tell us about the Sunday planning. So for the lunch and the outfits, this is how Sunday planning came okay. about. The big boys were three and five when their father and I got divorced and I was devastated by that, truly devastated because I was the person who wanted a, like I wanted a family, like that was my dream. And so I was devastated by that. And, 
and I said to myself one day, I've got to have something that will help me refocus and continue to live my life. Like there's got to be something. And so on Sunday, I started planning five things that would help me. And so um, back then, and some of them are still the same. So one of them is outfits. I knew Sunday, Heather, because Heather's the only one that can see me, that I was wearing this today. So I planned all five of my outfits and I used to do it for them. And then as they grew, I gave that to them for their birthday. (laughs) Um, And so they planned their own outfits, but I still do make them do it. So I did their outfits. I do mine. I see clients every day, so I have to look presentable. So I just get it all done on Sunday. Another thing that I do now that I did then is I write a menu of a meat, a side, and a veggie. Like I write it down and I put it on the fridge. Then I was doing it because what you hate as a single mom or as a mom with a husband is coming home and going, dang it, no one took the chicken out. No one took the pork chops out, right? So that menu would help me as I'm leaving out, go, oh, what are we having today? Uh, let, yeah, I feel like this. And then just take it out, right? But then also as a single mom for budgeting, it would help me to grocery shop based on what I'm cooking and all of that. So I do that. But you don't necessarily, you're saying five meals, but not, not necessarily like Monday is this, Tuesday is this. You're just like, no. Five things and what I feel like for that night, you decide. Five things. Yeah, meat, yeah. Side. Veggie, I like that. Okay. And whatever day we okay. eat it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next thing is I would look at my schedule. I still do that now, but the importance of doing it then and kind of now too, although I do have a driver, um, a child who drives, but the importance is very little things that are hitting me on a Wednesday or on a Tuesday because I look at my schedule I now talk to my husband and say, what do you have? We look at the kids' schedule. I ask them, like, all of that happens so that we can know who has practice, who has a game, who has this, who has that. Looking at the schedule also helps you for meals because if you have two kids playing sports and no one's going to eat, you either need to do a crock pot thing or a casserole thing or, you know, well, we're going to have to eat out this day, right? So I do that. And then the fourth thing for me that has changed is now I plan out my social media because I do social media for business. And so it is so helpful to plan it out ahead of time. Why? Because if you wake up today, like, okay, let's take today. Today, the middle gets up and we're going at the crack of dawn to driving to basketball practice. And he says, hey, you know, I need an ugly sweater today because we got to wear an ugly sweater. And before you even say it, I knew I needed it on Sunday, but I thought that you had one. And I looked in your closet. First of all, just for y'all who don't know me, I am a girl and he is a boy. Like, why is he even in my closet looking for an ugly sweater on Sunday? But anyway. Because he thought it'd be extra ugly if it was, I mean, there's a fence in here somewhere. Okay. Let's run by Walmart and get an (laughs) ugly sweater. I was like, okay. Kids are crazy. So I plan it on my social. So if I hadn't planned my social beforehand and had it automatically go out, then when would I have written it? Because I'm looking for an ugly sweater at 645 in Walmart. And then <laughs> I go and take him to practice. And then I'm thinking, well, I got to be cute for Heather when I get back. Mm-hmm, so you, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just a pro tip. If you are on social for business, you need to be, it needs to be a part of your Sunday plan. 
And then the fifth thing I leave open for if we have look at the schedule and we have time, I'll plan a date night or maybe I need a want to get away. And so I will look at the schedule and everything and go, you know what? I am going to take myself to dinner on this day and I'm going to be out away from all of y'all. So I've been doing that since they were three and five. This year, we I made it into a product, which is a Sunday planning journal because I've been talking about it online since about 2017. And, um, and this year, I finally made it into a journal and people could buy it. And if you follow me on Instagram or if you want to, you can go. There's a highlight that says Sunday planning. It's not just me. This isn't something that I made up. It is something that I made up. You made it up. People yeah, for sure. Yeah. Really do love it. There is a lot of women who you'll see in that highlight that have said, oh, this is life changing. This really does help because everybody's not a planner. And so for me, the purpose of Sunday planning is to help the people who are planners, oh, they love that journal. It has a space for gratitude and affirmations and menu and grocery lists. There are people that love that, right? But then there are also people who don't really plan a lot. And so there's a notepad. It's just a simple notepad where Sunday planning and you do that. And then there are the people who just need the reminder. And so we have a text community of Sunday planning members and things like that. So it is helpful for if you are a planner or if you're not and looking at your schedule, planning your outfits, that's a, such a time saver in the morning that you don't even know how much time you waste saying that you're fat, trying to find something to wear on a daily basis. It's the dumbest thing. And so it really is. It's really helpful for moms of teens and tweens, whether they are a girl or a boy, my boys have been doing it for years. They only do three things. They do their outfits, they do their lunches, and they do the schedule. That's the stuff that they do. Because why wait until they're in college to go, how are you preparing for the test that you knew that you had a week ago or two weeks ago when the teacher told you? Why? That's why so many kids don't do well freshman years because it's too much responsibility on them. And so when I created the line, the notepad was really an ode to my boys because they just have three things and I knew they wouldn't want a journal, but, and they just, they do it. They plan all five of their outfits. They tell me what's on their schedule and they look at it and go, what do I really need to do this week to, you know, maintain my grades or hang out with my friends and tell my parents early because you can't tell us the night of that you want to go hang out. That's a rule in this house. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it really helps them. And it that's another way that we could take that responsibility off of us as moms and parents and help them grow a little bit more. Well, and people talk about Sunday scaries, particularly, you know, if you do have work demands coming up and you've, you know, maybe chilled out on Saturday to me, Saturday's real Sabbath. Sunday is not. Yeah. It's the Jewish Sabbath, if you will. So I, I feel like those Sunday, you start to, to all the things creep into your mind at the same time. So to have that planning where you have things decided that, you know, take extra mind space up that that can make you feel less overwhelmed or fearful of the week coming up because 
Yeah, take every, ownership you of know, that. it makes you not hate Mondays as much, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you yeah. don't really hate the Mondays because you've looked at your calendar, you know what's coming, you have written what your five possible things you're going to have. And even if you don't work outside of the home, listen, if you are a stay-at-home mom or you work in the home and people don't see you, get dressed three out of the five days a week. It makes you feel so much better. Mm. You don't have to get dressed every day, like start slow, but get dressed. It does make you feel better. And so that knowledge, that preparedness going into your week makes you not hate Mondays so much. That's good. So my boys wear uniforms. So I don't know about the whole like picking what they wear. And then they have hot lunch as part of their school, which is really nice. So what other things would you recommend though, adding to their list. I totally think looking at their schedule and knowing what tests is really helpful, but even for moms of littles, what were that maybe they don't have lunches yet. What are some things that you've seen helpful for other clients for them to think about going into a week? So when they wear uniforms and when they buy their lunch at school, then I split the schedule into two. And so I say, Okay, personal, and I still say professional, even though it's him. So personal and professional, look at your schedule. So professional, that's school. So look at that and see what you need to be studying this week, what you need to read, um, how can you get ahead? That's what you do professionally. And then personally, look at what you want to do and don't wait till the last minute to decide when you're going to do it, when you're going to tell me. Then I give them a chore, and add that to their list. Like, okay, so then the other thing is, what is your chore this week? My boys clean the kitchen every day and they rotate it between the bigs, the little doesn't clean yet. Um, And so, you know, making sure that you do your chores on time, when are you supposed to do that? Just have it written out. And so it's not a lot, but it's just, it's the slowly teaching them to A, write things down, um, to not keep everything in their head and then B, take responsibility for themselves. So I would say to them, because there was two years that my boys wore uniform and so they didn't do outfits. So then I said, oh, then there's no reason that your room should be clean, should be dirty because you all, you don't have anything else to do. So every Sunday you're, you should clean your room. Right. And they would be like, oh, is that what that means? Yeah. That's <laughs> You should clean your room in your bathroom. Now, I don't use their bathroom, so I don't really, I don't ever care how it looks, but yeah, yeah, you should care. And so, yeah, I would say that I, I would do that for kids who have less. I would just divide, split the schedule up and then teach them about doing their chores in the way that they need to do them and make sure that they do it on Sunday. Like your room should definitely be clean on Sunday. That's what my little does. He has to do his room and laundry because then if they aren't doing outfits and all of that, then Sunday should be their laundry day or whatever day they choose. But no, you got to get that laundry divided up and get yeah. it done. I was going to ask that. Do yeah. y'all coordinate so that they're not like, no, I'm just doing my laundry fighting over who gets the washing machine. Um, no, the little is he does his on Sunday um, because that, you know, he doesn't, he just says that's his Sunday plan is his lunch, his outfits and his laundry in his room. And then I think uh, the middle does his on Thursday and then the big on Friday. And they just figure that out on their own. I don't, cause I don't care. I don't care when y'all do it. Just know I'm not going to do it. So they figured that out on their own. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. 
Well, and I would think for a mom of littles, it's going to be a lot of her planning for her week since I think she still kind of owns a lot for the little people. She hasn't moved a lot off her plate yet. So I would, I would encourage you if you have littles to make sure you're planning for your week. When are you going to see a friend? What, who's someone you can reach out to, to get your kids together? You know, when are you and your husband spending time? Crucial. Yeah. Yeah. Schedule is really crucial when you um, have littles because you make everything about them and forget you. I'll say this too. I don't know if you realize it. So I'm just going to give you a little newsflash here. Your kids are not your why. They aren't your why. No. Because you're not going to like them one day. And so (laughs) on the day that you don't like them, your purpose still has to happen. So they can't be your why. Um, But yeah, moms of littles, be good to yourself and think, what can I do for me this week? It's like I said, I hold my fifth one for weekly stuff. And so sometimes it's a date night. That's me being good to myself and knowing that I should probably still spend time with this guy because when these kids get out of here, I'm going to, it should just be me and him. And then there's also times where I hold it and I go, I've been with these people enough. I'm going to go to a nice dinner by myself. I'm going to put my earbuds in and listen to a book, or I'm going to bring a book and actually read at a corner table. You know what? I'm going to put on my Sunday plan. I'm going to text Heather now and see what she's doing and ask her, is there a day this week I can come and have coffee on her couch? Like, you know, things like that. Um, So schedule is really a big one. Menu and groceries is another big one for moms, um, stay-at-home moms, because it's that last minute that gets you. And the stay-at-home moms whose kids come home at three, I think the three to four or uh, 3.30 to 4.30 is the witching hour. And so when they were small, part of my Sunday plan was what is happening in the witching hour. Like I literally wrote that because I knew that 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 hour was beginning to be hard for me. And so how can I avoid it? So that hour became part of my Sunday plan. So smart. And for the mom who could identify with you um, having to walk through divorce with a three and a five-year-old and how long were you in that season of single parenting? So I've been a single parent twice. Um, So the first time, six years. And then the second time, um, if you know me and you know my story, then my um, husband went into a coma and he passed. And so I did that for four years. And the little, I was pregnant with him when he went into the coma. So that's how I know that Sunday planning works because it was my anchor both times so traumatically. It was I call it the anchor because it was the thing that kept me grounded and kept me focused. So if you are a mom going through anything like that and you feel so alone, I I tell you that that truly should be your anchor. Like that is what keeps you walking because what I say all the time is just keep walking. Don't stop. Even if it's down to a crawl, even if it seems like you're not making any progress with these teeny tiny steps, they are. Um, And so just keep walking. So look at your list and go, what will help me to walk and do that? Put that on your Sunday planning list and do that so that you just keep walking. That's a lot, Rita. Thank (laughs) you for sharing. I did not know that part of your story. 
Oh yeah. I'm yeah. So I'll send you a link for you to listen to. Um, I I've told my story before. Yeah. Um, on another podcast, I'll send you a link to that because it is, listen, I think that's one of the reasons that I do the work that I do for women yeah. is because no matter what life has thrown at you, maybe you threw it at yourself, maybe life threw it at you. Maybe you were the result of someone else. Um, you still have a light in you. You still can do good in the world. There's still purpose for you. It could be extremely dark now, but small, small things can make a big impact later. Um, my little is nine. I usually reflect on his birthday and go, wow, look what God can do. And so, yeah, I, the work that I do and everything I do is for women to know that your past doesn't define you. God redeems it all. And that you can come out looking great. You can come out having learned so much. And um, so I, I want to say this, cause I feel led to say it. If you are uh, listening to this podcast and you are going through something so hard right now, and you hear me saying, just keep walking and you don't know how to walk. I want you to get the Bible app or whatever and read the NLT or message version of the book of James. It's the best book in the Bible, according to Aretha. Um, it's short and sweet. It's five chapters, but it, it it's really good. And that's what saved me. And when I thought there's no way I can go further and I'm taking care of a comatose husband and I'm pregnant and I just found out he was having four affairs and how do I keep going? Mm. I kept going and you can too. And so read that Bible, reach out to me and I'll pray with you. But yeah, if you think you can't do it, you can do it. And that's why you're listening to this podcast because you needed to know that you can do it. Goodness. I have goosebumps. I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful that Thank all of that pain is not wasted. It's a testimony. Not waste nothing. Yeah, it's testimony. And and it's, you know, it seems simple. Plan out what you're going to wear and what you're going to eat. Take care of your body. Take care of your time. Be a good steward of that. But it does. It does help you keep walking. Keep it does. going. Yeah. It seems so simple and it is simple. Um, and it is, I mean, like it's not rocket science. It's n- nothing at all, but that simplicity is what you need in this season. And so that's why you should do it. It helps you anchor yourself. And when we talked about capacity earlier, that helps you to know where you are and know what you need to do. And it just slowly lessens the feeling of overwhelm that you have. And you begin to be who you were called to be. Listen, I say this all the time and there's no way I could not say it today is that this is not a dress rehearsal. This is your life. You don't get another option. You're not an understudy for someone else and someone's not an understudy for you. And so this simple thing of Sunday planning or this simple thing of looking at your capacity is because you are meant for more and you got to find the margin for that and you got to know where you are So don't take your life for granted. Oh, man. And I just I think, too, if we do this, it frees us up to be for there for each other, for the mom who is in that season. And we're not. And we can show up on a whim because we've already planned our meal. 
And so our, because our schedule is a little freer, cause we're not rushing to the grocery store, we can be available to sit with a friend a little longer. Um, I just think it, it is a matter of giving yourself the bandwidth to be used by the Holy spirit. However, um, right. pointed. And so I'm thankful for people like you that help people like me, <laughs> but flibberty gibbet. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. Cause I think I tend to do mine Monday morning if I do planning. And I think that's a, even a waste of my Monday morning that could be productive for other things. So yeah, appreciate you so much. Where can everybody find you? Is there anything that you want to, you mentioned a few things we'll put in the show notes, but any other things you want to highlight for them besides the Sunday planning places to No, I think um, I'm on Instagram. Um, so find me on Instagram and I'm at Reetha Nicole and there's an H in Nicole and I see H O L E and my website's my name too. So you can find me there and SP circle um, is the link in my bio. So it's the spcircle.com and you'll link all that in the show notes. And so, yeah, you can find me there. And um, I talk about practical ways to live your life for the best um, on Instagram. I give a couple of stuff about raising teenage boys, but yeah, I just, I live to tell women that they are meant for so much more and their more is different from my more and I need them and they need me and we all need each other. And so, yeah, you can find me there. Love all that. Well, thank you for being with us today and sharing and encouraging us and um, have, you know, just the best year. All right. Happy new year, guys. Something I wanted to highlight from what Retha said is considering what part of motherhood are you taking responsibility for that you need to pass off to your kids? Maybe it's not something like the laundry or the alarm clock. Maybe it's something related to homework. Where are you trying to keep your kids from failing, from maybe not taking responsibility for all of the aspects of their lives feels like you're not doing your job? I just want to encourage you that one of the best ways you can love and care for your kids is maybe not picking up that thing for them, maybe not reminding them again about something, letting them have those failures, those missteps so that they can start owning it and taking responsibility for themselves. I want to give you a permission slip that it's okay to let your kids fail. And if a teacher has a hard time with that, um, maybe tell them, hey, you know, I'm really trying to work on them taking ownership of their homework and it's going to be a little messy and clunky for a little while, but just stick with me. This is a valuable skill that I want them to learn and I think you do too. And so um, thank you for understanding that with me. And I don't know what it is for you, but I'd love for you to consider what are some things that you can start passing off to your kids and helping them um, take more responsibility. And it could start with Sunday planning, like Rita said, but maybe it's, maybe it's not that. Um, I'm going to pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you have given us the gift of children and the ability to shape and mold them. But I thank you, Lord, that beyond us, you are their God. I pray, Lord, that you would give us wisdom and insight to know what is ours and what is not ours to take on. I thank you for Retha sharing her story. And I pray for so many moms in similar situations um, that just need 
to take one more step. I pray, Lord, that you would be their hope and help them persevere. And I pray, Lord, um, I pray for our kids as we have just had years of uncertainty and disappointments that you could build up hope in all of us again. I pray, Lord, um, you'd guide us into this coming year. You'd help us know what should go on the plate and what should not and strengthen us to make those decisions well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks y'all for joining me. Join me back here next week. We're going to have some mom friends on that are super fun. Can't wait to share them with you. And if you've read the Don't Mom Alone book and you want a place to discuss it over on Patreon, our Don't Mom Alone insiders and our winner pep club group, we are going to be having a book club. Uh, January and February, we will be discussing two chapters a week on Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, but I'll be recording it. You can always watch it back later. You can leave questions ahead of time that you have or thoughts that you have, and uh, it'll be just a good time to talk through the book or give you accountability. If you've been wanting to read slash listen to the book and you haven't had a chance, go to patreon.com slash don'tmomalone. Join us there. Be an insider. Be part of that Winter Pep Club every level of Patreon gets access to the book club. So um, choose the level that matches you. And I will see you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.